Welcome to Here's Teresa on TalkZone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to my beautiful, beautiful listeners out there. This is your host, Teresa E. Keys for Here's Teresa, broadcasting on the fabulous TalkZone.com Internet Radio. And I want you to um, go and visit my website, TeresaMediations.com, and download the TalkZone app. You know, it is free, and it handles Android and iPhone form iPhone platforms, and I'm so happy to be talking to you guys uh, today. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful um, day here on um, Thursday, and I really appreciate you listening to me as I know that um, you could be doing other things and or listening to someone else. Okay, so how the heck are you all out there? I hear you loud and clear that you are doing just great and that you all also had a great time doing um, you know, doing your Thanksgiving celebration. And I bet a lot of you all hosted um, out there like I did. And I had lots of fun and I enjoyed and I enjoyed doing this every year. I look so forward uh, because I love getting my family together, you know, and having fun and eating good food and laughing and talking and and, um, you know, you know, maybe playing a game. They're laying around looking at, the, you know, the football games and that kind of thing, you know. And I just want to say, oh, the weather here is is cooling off, listeners, finally. Yay, and hip, hip, hooray for that. Today, um, high for Thursday is going to be about 80 with a low of 54 degrees. And guess what? Next week, it is supposed to be in the mid to upper 60s. OMG, I can't wait for that. Yes, and, you know, listen, we can wear some fall clothing, like maybe some boots or, you know, some other stylish things. Um, other than looking at people in flip-flops constantly here. You know, and time goes by so quickly, listeners, that the next thing you know, it will be spring um, again. And the temperatures here in um, in Arizona, in the, in the uh, valley, will be climbing up to the triple digits again. So I am going to enjoy this cooling down part that we are uh, looking at right now. All right. Today we are going to talk about Talking about things that matter with my guest, the fabulous, intelligent, and handsome mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell. You know, listen, listeners, there's so much going on in this world. Wow. Wow. And let me throw in another wow. And so much, and so much of it matters. But I only have an hour show plus, you know, in my opinion, you just can't keep up with the much going on. And in some cases, do you even want to keep up as so much of what is going on is so darn negative? Now, um, this is um, a segment that I'm now naming Teresa's shout out. Now, I'm doing a shout out to the families and loved one of Delarie. She was uh, a fabulous singer and actress. Um, and a lot of you probably remember her from Touched by an Angel. The series ran from 1994 to 2003. And of course, Delarie was um Around prior uh, to that, as my, um, you know, parents, she was, you know, of the ilk of my parents. And they used to talk about Della Reese and um, how fabulous of an entertainer she was. But anyway, on Touch by an Angel, you guys, she played Tess. 
and she was like a, a, super, a supervisor angel. And, you know, and I recently spoke um, about her on my show about a couple of days ago about uh, she said um, she in my for my opinion, she coined the phrase your any is your Audi. And I think I was explaining to you guys. Matter of fact, I know I was explaining to you guys where I picked that that up from. And also, I want to give a shout out to the families and loved ones for David Cassidy. You know, he shot to fame on the Partridge family. You know, he was a teenage idol, you know, coming up and everything. And everybody thought he was cute and and, and he had a lot of talent because I know I thought that. And, um, you know, both of these uh, individuals recently transitioned this past week. Um, so my heart goes out to them and their families. And also, if any of you are interested, Touched by an Angel is having a marathon. Or they may even have started it. On, Hall, on the Hallmark channel and the Up TV channel. But I'm sure that, you know, you guys have, you know, like Netflix and things like that. And it may even um, be on, you know, on those channels like that. So, all right, let's get started with our talk. And I am going to bring on my guest right now. I am once again going to introduce him as the world's best mental health therapist. He is fantastic. He is well-respected, and his name is Reginald C. Campbell. Good morning, Reginald. Good morning, and good morning to all the listeners out there. And happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Oh, yeah, all of that. We're coming up on, we're coming up on all of that. I just, I just love this time of the year, and I think I did share with you all that um, I started playing my Christmas music on the 1st of November, and the one of the reasons for that is, as I said before, this is uh, the, the best time of the year uh, for me, in my opinion, and um, it goes by so doggone quickly, so I start celebrating it, you know, early, you know, so I can just savor all the moments, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, Reginald, let's, let's get started here with our talk. Okay. Now... WhiteHouse.gov reported yesterday that remarks by President Trump at an event honoring the Native American cold talkers. Okay. The article, Reginald, says the Native American cold talkers were honored at the White House yesterday at an event by Trump stating that he was, that he has respect for them as they were here in this country before anyone else. Well, my question is then, why are they still living um, on reservations and in poverty and in poverty? That's some food for thought for you guys out there. Now, just to excuse me, just to give you a bit of history on the Native American cold talkers in brief, Wikipedia states the following. The name cold talkers are strongly associated with bilingual native, uh, I'm sorry, Navajo speakers, especially recruited during the World War II by the Marines to serve in their standard communications unit in the Pacific Theater. Cold talking, however, was pioneered by Cherokee and Choctaw Indians during World War One. Now, the Marine Corps recruited Navajo cold talkers in 1941 and 1942. Philip Johnston was a World War One veteran who had heard about the successes of the Choctaw telephone squad. Now, Johnston, although not Indian, had grown up on the Navajo reservation. Now, Navajo Indian language, also known as Dying, and that's how it's pronounced, Dine, Navajo, known to his own speakers as Dine, is an uh, Athabascan language of the American Southwest. Nearly 150,000 Navajo Indians speak their native language today. 
making it the most spoken Native American language in the United States. Now, a lot of you out there may say, well, why were the cold talkers important? Well, Reginald, as you know, you're a historian as I know, and a lot of you all out there know, but I'm just going to say it. The cold talkers were used in every major operation involving the Marines in the Pacific Theater. Major Howard Connor, who was the signal officer of the Navajos at Iwo Jima, said if it were not for the Navajos, the Marines would never have taken Iwo Jima. Okay. Okay. Now, moving on, Reginald, the Washington Post reported in an article titled Trump refers to Pocahontas during ceremony to honor Navajo cold talkers. You know, just. You know, why can't he just keep his mouth shut? Uh, in part, it says Native American groups have long objected to President Trump's use of the nickname Pocahontas to deride one of his political foes, which is Senator Elizabeth Warren. She's a Democrat in Massachusetts. But even at a White House event specifically intended to honor the World War II Navajo cold talkers, the heroic Native Americans who helped the U.S. Marines could send coded messages in the Pacific Theater Trump couldn't resist. I just want to thank you because you're very, very special people. You know, everything is very, very to him. And uh, he was speaking to a small group of cold talkers. I think about 13 of them were present, uh, were present uh, there, Reginald. You were here long before any of us were here. Also, we have a representative in Congress who they say was here a long time ago. They call her Pocahontas. Now, Trump's reference, you all, unrelated to the ceremony and widely considered an offensive racial slur, seemed to catch the cold talkers off guard. I don't know if you had a chance to see any of that film or or anything, Reginald, but they were, you know, they prompted polite smiles and silence. And the scene played out, Reginald and my listeners, in front of a portrait of President Andrew Jackson who signed into law the Indian Removal Act. Your thoughts, Reginald? Well, a lot. Um, Well, okay, let me start by this. If if not for the cold talkers, for for, um, uh, people who don't know, and maybe our younger listeners, you know, during that time, during the Second World War, um, it it was a way of, of, of trying not, for the enemy to break your code. Uh, so by, by using uh, the Native American language, uh, that they, they being the Japanese, uh, were not able to break the code because they weren't familiar with um, 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 the Native American language. And so that's what made it so difficult for them. They weren't able to break the mm-hmm. code to see where troops were being uh, moved or where airplanes, things like that. That's why it was so significant. Um, uh, using using these these great Americans. Uh, the second thing, yeah, standing under a portrait of Andrew Jackson was just really uh, difficult. When I when I saw the yes. uh, incident, it uh, my my heart dropped because I'm thinking, do they not know? I mean, I know he doesn't know. He he has no sense of history. So, so mm-hmm. he but the people surrounding him, unfortunately, have no sense of history as well. If they did, they would not have let that taken place. I mean, my gosh. But 
But but Reginald, you know, here here's my thoughts, though. Okay, I clearly hear and respect and understand what you said. Here comes my butt. I bet you dollars to donuts that there were people surrounding him. And I'm not giving him any kudos because he is a mental midget surrounding him that did know that President Andrew Jackson, um, you know, was the individual that was who signed into the, uh, the, you know, signed into law, the Indian Removal Act. And they intentionally, intentionally held this ceremony. I bet you that may not even be a place for that picture. That picture maybe have been somewhere else. I'm just saying maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying. But as low down as they are and racist as they are, they may have somebody in his in his group. Okay, may have put that picture there intentionally so that they can basically downplay what it was that they were doing, because, you know, it wasn't no good intentions behind this. This is all bullshit. We all know this. Okay, because, as I said, if this were the truth, if they had the respect for the Native Americans, which, you know, we are part Native American. Okay, our grandfather was uh, was Cherokee. So. You know, if this if this was their intent to do something profoundly good, these people should not be living on reservations. Uh, they should not be in poverty. They should not be having all of this, 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 you know, the other kind of issues that they are that they are having. OK, that's because they have totally denounced them um, as they have denounced the Virgin Island people, as they have denounced the people in Puerto Rico. See, it still runs in their veins. All right. So I bet you dollar to donuts that some that somebody knew. I'm I'm you know as I said you know I love you dearly, but I I I I I'm on that that side of it. But anyway, uh, now, um, um, Senator uh, John McCain, as you all know, he is a Vietnam War veteran, and he is a frequent ki- uh, critic of the of uh, Trump. Similarly, expressed dismay at Trump's comments. He said, our nation owes a debt of gratitude to the Navajo cold talkers whose bravery, skill, and tenacity helped secure our decisive victory over tyranny and oppression during World War II. He wrote on Twitter, politicizing these genuine American heroes is an insult to our sacrifice. What do you think, Reginald? Well, I think this is one example of where um, uh, people of non-color don't have the right to tell people of color what is and isn't racist. Um, Mm -hmm. Sarah Sanders yesterday talked about, well, the president, I don't think the president's comment was was racist. (laughs) Well, it's not up to you as a non-person of color to determine what is racist to me or or other people of color. It's like it would, would not be um, uh, the right for me to say to a woman what is or isn't sexist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell her, well, that's what you should. I mean, that I, I don't I don't see that as, as being sexist. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not a woman. I don't have mm-hmm. the right to to tell a woman that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it. This is just a long line of ignorant things and statements and sophomoric behavior uh, from this from this man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said it before and I'll say it again. He's a 71-year-old, 13-year-old. 
Mm-hmm. And you have people who, you know, will, will come out and defend what he said or what he did. He didn't mean it. It wasn't like that. You're taking it out of context. And then I always have to throw in the, you know, we, we don't need to be politically correct. Well, we do need to be correct and respectful to, to all people. Exactly. That seems like something that, unfortunately, is lacking from this person and his administration. Absolutely. And it's lacking in a large part of our society, too, Reginald. I would like to, you know, to, to add about that. And, um, you know, I, I would also like to, you know, read um, what um, Elizabeth Warren said. Um, you know, then, then well, let me say this before I say that. It says the article also says, you guys, on Monday after the Pocahontas quip, Trump put his hand on one of the Navajo gifts and said, but you know what? I like you because you are special. You are special people. The hell is that supposed to mean? Well, Warren chastised the president for his language in an interview with The Washington Post. And I'm saying, in addition, he should also be chastised by having a cold talker stand in front of Andrew Jackson's picture. Come on, you all. He and his staff members clearly knew what they were doing. And I totally agree with her. This was supposed to be a a ceremony honoring war veterans. Warren said all he had to do was smile and thank them for the incredible service, but he couldn't make it through the ceremony without throwing in a racial slur. He thinks he's going to shut me up. It's not going to work. Now, this is your, you know, I want to piggyback on what you were saying about Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Um, uh, asked about Trump's comments at a daily news briefing. White House Press Secretary Sarah uh, Huckabee, uh, Sarah Huckabee Hackers. Sanders rather said that being offensive or using a racial slur certainly was was not the president's intent. And instead she sought to blame Warren. Really Reginald. Now this is what I want to say. Trump as usual, Reginald turns the table on what really matters. And that's what we're talking about today. What really matters. He made the racist comments because he is a racist a narcissist, and he also thinks he's a comedian, Reginald, and he thinks he is hip to the jive for signifying, as we used to call it back in the day, among other negative characteristics uh, Trump has, and he can't help himself. It is said that karma is a bitch, and it does strike those who deserve it. That's your comment, Reginald? Yeah, yeah well, it's, it's, it's just amazing. It I'm I'm constantly amazed at this man's behavior, and I can understand why world leaders and NATO leaders uh, are just in awe of of the stupidity of this person and Mm -hmm. in awe of the reason why anyone would elect this man. So... (laughs) It, it, you know, just whenever I think that they, that he has can can to, cannot top himself in the negative part, he he continues to do it, and mm-hmm. and, and I agree, he's 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 a racist, and he mm-hmm. goes back to um, how he did not want uh, black people to rent apartments uh, from, mm-hmm. from him. It goes back to what he said about the young men who were wrongly 
accused of of a crime of of rape, and then mm-hmm. the evidence found out that they were not uh, the person and persons who uh, raped this young young woman. And he still said, and this was recent. He still said they should be they should uh, receive the death penalty. So it's yeah. you know again it's just a long line of unfortunate just stupid things that he says. You have to call it out the way it is. He says and does stupid things. And and I'm telling you, Reginald, that you know you can look at this person because you know we've been around people that are that has his similar characteristics or ilk and they do this intentionally this is why i threw in for all of you who are baby boomers you know about signifying uh that's where a person you know they used to talk about each other and things like that uh going back and forth but i do like um how you said reginald that he is a 71 year old 13 year old um, as a mental health therapist, do you think that he really is 13 years old? I think that, you know, um, you know, my grandson, your great nephew, um, uh, you know, is he's 11. And I think that he's, um, you know, I don't think that his his friends, you know, says such childish, you know, his friends would say things like this. But you know what I mean? Such childish, stupid things. Yeah, well, actually, that's uh, what me saying that is an insult to 13-year-olds. <laughs> For all the 13-year-olds out there, hey, I, I apologize. And all the 11-year-olds out there, I, I apologize. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's just unbecoming the behavior of of, a, of the person who occupies the White House. I, I uh, use the word president because he is not he is not my president. And people, when you always and 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 his his supporters and distractors, they always say, "Well, he was elected by the American people." No, no, no he was he not. He was not. He, he was got votes. Let's let's be clear. I want to be clear out there with my listeners, okay? Because we talk factual. We're not giving any fake news okay um my brother and i are talking factual he was not um uh, elected he did not receive the votes this is why it was all the hoopla reginald about oh you know there was people going in there you know uh voting 10 and 12 times you know the latinas the mexicans and uh they were voting 10 and 12 times you know there's no way she could have gotten for you know, because you know, you and I both said, okay, if they're saying that she got 3.5 million um, of the regular votes, actually she got more. So you know, recently it came out that she had four million. Did you hear that report? Yeah, and it, and, that it was and, four million. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. So go ahead, brother. Go go ahead and and finish giving them the 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 the, the speech. Kind of kind of difficult to say you won something when someone got. <laughs> Four million more votes than, <laughs> than you. You know, exactly. I mean, it's comical. That's why he's so upset. That's mm-hmm. why he's so upset because he wants people to like him so much. That's why he was having a conniption about um, um, the young the young men uh, from from UCLA. Oh, they didn't they didn't say thank you. They didn't like. Just shut up. You know, exactly. Really just shut up. So, but 
it's impossible for him to do that. And, you know, usually narcissists don't really like themselves. They're not confident in themselves. And and, Well, we can tell he has no confidence. He can... He can he can pretend all that he wants. He he doesn't even show confidence as he's walking down the steps of you know from the from the doggone airplane that I that the taxpayers that we're paying for. You know he 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 says oh I'm going to fall. He looks like he's scared he's going to fall or something. He doesn't even have confidence of, you know about that. But what I wanted to tell the listeners again that you and I have always said that it was the electoral college that got him in. Okay, it wasn't the regular vote. And neither was it the popular vote. And I'm going to keep saying that. Okay. Now, um, let's move on. Now, Reginald, you know, um, I, you know, I always come across so much stuff, you know, and I'm like, Oh my God, I would like to talk about this, talk about that, talk about this. Well, you know, um, the case for impeachment is on YouTube and is spearheaded by a man named, uh, Tom Meyer. Okay. I'm sorry, Tom Steyer, S T E Y E R. All right. So all of any of you want to go on YouTube, uh, you can listen to this. Now, now he says that founding father Alexander Hamilton, a co-author of the Federalist Papers and an immigrant himself, argued that high crimes and misdemeanors could be defined as abuse or violation of some public trust. This president has clearly already exceeded these standards. Congress has impeached past presidents for less. This is what Tom Steyer has said October 18th of 2017. Now you can go and, as I said, and, and read, um, you know, the, his full letter, you know, in its entirety, uh, my listeners. And the name of it is Need to Impeach. Uh, when I pulled this down, it was, um, 2,895,740 Americans had already, uh, signed the petition to, uh, uh, impeach Trump. Number one uh, bullet point, he says Trump's team and family members continually lie about their dealings with Russia. The next bullet point is Trump has discussed pardoning his aides, family members, and even himself. And number three, Trump threatens our national security by refusing to stand up to Russia and engaging in brinkmanship with North Korea. You know? And um, so you, uh, what are your thoughts about that one, Reginald? Yeah, well, he has, I mean, just, he's violated so many of the emolument clauses. That, oh, God. That's ridiculous. And, and it's just mind-blowing to me that that these Republican senators and congressmen just blindly go along with, with him um, mm-hmm. simply to try and shove this horrific tax bill down the throat of the American people. And, mm-hmm. and 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 another thing that that annoys me when when, when I hear these, especially Republicans, uh, mm-hmm. uh, come out and talk about, well, no, the American you're not speaking for all the American people, so stop saying. Thank that. you, thank you. Stop, stop. Thank saying you. That. You're speaking to whoever it is that agrees with you. You're not. You're not. So you can't use that broad term because of what you feel about something. The American people want this. No, this tax bill is going to be. A uh, 100-pound uh, uh, concrete burden around the neck of working mm-hmm. people. And it's, I mean, it's going to cut. For a long things. time. For yeah. Long time. And it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And now all of a sudden, um, these Republicans aren't concerned about deficits. I mean, they know it's going to 
triple, quadruple the the uh, deficit, but now all of a sudden they're not concerned about it. When President mm-hmm. Obama was in office, he, he whittled down that horrific deficit that George Bush left. Mm-hmm. But they were really concerned about deficits then. But now all mm-hmm. of a sudden, ah, you know, deficits don't, you know, they don't mean Yeah, well, you know. yeah, deficits, well, it's okay. You know, we're going to always owe somebody. You know, you heard people say that. Oh, you're always going to owe somebody. So, I mean, that's so that's so stupid. The thing is, is that you don't want to owe anybody. That that's the whole thing. You shouldn't want to owe anybody. You know, you uh-huh. should want to. You know, you should want to pay. You know, as I said before, you know, um, you know, uh, our parents told us that you know people used to you know save up and pay for their houses and pay for their their cars. They paid cash. There wasn't no such thing as going to the bank. And getting mortgages and stuff, you know, in some cases it was, but for the most part, listeners, it was not. Okay. Uh, it was, it was not. Uh, things just started getting off the chain with the cost of houses and things like that. I want to say in the eighties, uh, Rachel, when I purchased, you know, my first home and, um, you know, in the eighties, you know, and I, and I was a kid when I purchased my first home. So I'm, I'm just saying. Okay. Now let's talk. Reginald about Al Franken. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Al Franken, as you all know, have admitted to inappropriately touching women. In an article by CNN by Joanna Summers on November 26, 2017, it states in part that Franken says he plans to return to the Senate on Monday. He has not considered resigning and that he would cooperate with the Senate ethics investigation. Now, Franken has been in Congress since 2008, and he says, Reginald, that these reports have caught him by surprise because he says that he did not treat any woman with disrespect. Your thoughts on that, Reginald? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat disappointed in, in Al Franken with the uh, allegations that have, that have come out. Um, but I'll give it to him that he has admitted, he has apologized, and he has uh, uh, stated that he would, you know, whatever uh, recommendation that uh, the Senate or whatever, uh, you know, wanted to do, that that he would be a willing participant. So, so mm-hmm. I give him I give him credit for that. At least he's admitting this. Uh, like Roy mm-hmm. Moore, who again talked about who Roy Moore, who's been off the the campaign trail for for seven to ten days, still say that he doesn't know any of these women who have made the <laughs> accusations against him. Donald right. Trump said that he doesn't know any of the women who made the accusations against him. And now mm-hmm. Donald Trump is trying to come out and say that the Access Hollywood uh, tape is is, is, it, it, well, is, is well, not true. I mean, I mean it's yeah, a fraud. Uh, I mean, Billy, really? Billy Bush. <laughs> Billy Bush was on the bus with you, dude. Ask Billy Bush if it was a joke. All right, ask the young lady who actually I saw the interview with her yesterday with uh, Anderson Cooper, and I'm sorry, I can't remember her name, uh, the uh-huh. woman who uh, uh, they were making some of the rude comments about, who was, you know, uh, the uh, the uh, actress. Uh-huh. Ask her if, 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 this is a, if this is a fraud. So Exactly. You know, so... But back to Al Franken, you know, let, let's take responsibility for, for, for what he did. I'll give him that. The other thing I want to say 
what the hell? Mm-hmm. People, really? What makes you think, be it Al Franken, Charlie Rose, Moore, Trump, whoever, that you can just do this stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, what yeah. the hell is wrong with you all? What's wrong? What's wrong with you? What's the, I'm you telling know? you, it's because no you don't. But but more, just let me say this right quick. No go ahead. Is around more beautiful women than um, uh, Hugh Hefner. No mm-hmm. one. No one's around more beautiful women than Hugh Hefner. And you never heard anything negative or inappropriate done by Hugh Hefner. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's character. That you know, But when you have these other guys, you give them a little power, and, and, and women as well. But we're mm-hmm. talking about guys right now because all of this, this crap has hit the fan. What the hell, man, really? What's wrong with you all? Exactly. And now, you know, the thing about Al Franken, you know, he says that he has not considered resigning the things. And I don't actually, I don't want him to resign. Uh, Am I giving him a pass for his behavior? I most certainly am not. Okay. I most certainly am not. But here's the thing, Reginald, the difference between, you know, he, he, what he did, understand me, listeners, what he did is 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 wrong. It's it it is really bad. Here comes the butt. But you got more who is out the young girls. So mm-hmm. you know that's like that's like pedophilia. But mm-hmm. what Al Franken was doing was to women. You know who let's say bones were hard. They were over twenty one. You know was that mm-hmm. right? No, it most certainly was not right what he did. But I'm just saying. You know. Um, are there such, <clears throat> such, uh, such things as, excuse me, varying degrees of wrong? No, there's no such thing as varying degrees of wrong. Both of these guys are wrong, but you know, I'm just saying, um, learn your lesson and just, you know, you know, just don't, you know, just, he says that he thinks that he can, you know, win back the good graces of the people there in Minnesota, you know, things like that, you know, because I, I'm very disappointed in Al Franken. You know, myself, because he was um, very much um, a powerhouse there in the, you know, Democratic Party, you know, and um, and I, I just thought for sure. But he says that it, you know, it, it hit him by surprise, you know, and I'm like, OK, but now let, let me I, w- I want to talk about more a little bit here. But let me just ask you this. You know, I know that, you know, what goes what's in the dark comes out into the light. We talked about that a lot, Reginald. But do you think, would do you, would, you know, but do you think that some of these women that are saying these allegations are just that untrue allegations? No, I, I don't. I, I don't. Okay. I, I don't think any of these women are lying because mm-hmm. it was a known fact of Roy Moore's behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw an oh, interview with yeah. the former um, uh, Birmingham, Alabama police uh, officer, a female uh, officer. Uh, mm-hmm. and she talked about how it was well known of, of his behavior. That, mm-hmm. You know, let's not have him go to the high school football game. If he's at the high school football game, keep him away from the cheerleader. Mm-hmm. So this is something that is that was well known. Mm-hmm. So 
he can't, you, you know, he, he's not going to be able to wish this away. He's not going to be able to blame everyone that everyone is a, is a complete liar. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are facts and things that have, that have come out. Uh, now, again, mm-hmm. I talked about this last, last time we, we talked. And the people mm-hmm. say, well, well, why are they just now coming out after 10 to 20, 30 years, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of people, <clears throat> I'll, just, I'll just put this with, with someone's personal family member. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are people out there who grandmother, grandfather, whoever told you something that happened to them. 30, 40, 50, 50 years, years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they have never told anyone for whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Because of, of how it affected them or how they thought it might affect their family or, 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 or whatever. Uh-huh. I mean, it could be something as simple as, hey, when I was 12, I stole a candy bar. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So you can't just say, well, why are they just now coming out with this? <clears throat> because what would have been the repercussions if the women did come out? Exactly. A lot of times they're blamed. They're mm-hmm. seen as, as, as the wrong person for saying that this person did this. And then when other people come out with their stories, that empowers that person to come out with theirs. Exactly. The same person has done to you what this woman is on the screen talking about. And and there's no one else Mm -hmm. sitting at home saying, oh, wait a minute. He did the same thing to me around that same time. Same time. Exactly. Exactly. And but this is something that that you and I talked about. You know, as you know, we when I reported a couple of weeks ago. And the reason that I posed that question is because, you know, I like the throw questions out there, you know, to keep, you know, the, the, you know, to keep the conversation lively and, you know, give people food for thought and, you know, have varying sides of the conversation. I totally believe these women, you know, a lot of them say that all oh, these women aren't telling the truth, you know, why are they just now saying it? It's all for the same reasons that we talked about on, on what you just got to saying and what we both said on my show two weeks ago. And if you guys didn't hear it, just, you know, I am archived. So just go, to uh, talkzone.com um, and um, here's Teresa and uh, and pull it up and then you you know you'll hear it. But I believe that all these things that the, these women are saying that they are true and it, and it is for those reasons that you said it's like okay a lot of people you know you heard you, you know you have probably heard a lot of people say you know well I'll take this to my grave. Just think of mm-hmm. the you know it's not a lot of it's not only a lot of dreams that have died it's a lot of secrets that have, you know, gone to the grave with along with these dreams. You know, so I know I, I totally I totally under I totally understand and I totally admit that and and on and on more, I want to say this before I go on. On more it says, um, you know, well I wanna let me say this. I saw a clip Reginald, it was a you know, a small clip regarding more. He was in um Alabama uh this morning or last night and um he and some of his team were exiting the building where he, where it was po- reportedly that he had 200 of his supporters, you know, was there and he's talking and, you know. So his team of old white men, as they started, you know, leaving the, the building, they started just, 
this one of them just just started pushing this cameraman. You know, I don't know if you saw that or not. Until no. this one man, until this one man went up to him and said, "Hey, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't don't do that." I'm thinking, you know, if the cameraman had taken that camera and hit him, then that mm-hmm. would have been that for that. You know, I'm like, come on, see, they're doing nothing but following what Trump is saying, and it's just only digging his grave deeper because what's going to yeah. happen is going to happen. That's all that, that there's, you know, that there's to it. So I just wanted to, um, you know, to, to, to say that, you know, and I, you know, I just also want to say that there's no need, you know, to be acting this way. There's no need to be all violent and, and mad. And then he's also saying things like, I'm taking, I'm taking the gloves off. Now, you know, that's something stupid that, that Trump has said to him to, you're taking the gloves. What the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> Who, whose ass are you going to kick? That's all I want to know. You're, 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 taking, you're taking the gloves off. What gloves off? What gloves did you have on? I mean, you know, you're taking the gloves off. Oh my God. Okay. Let's move on. Enough of him. Now, I like to keep my, my listeners out there, you know, um, abreast of everything that's going out there because you have so much of this fake news going on. Um, you know, the Daily News reported that Obamacare registrants hit record total days after enrollment began. Now, the article states in part, Reginald and, and my listeners, that a record number of, of Americans have signed up for Obamacare in the first few days of open enrollment, despite White House cuts to outreach and promotion. More than 200,000 people signed up November 1st, 2017, listeners, not 2014, 2013, 2015, 2017. A Trump administration source told The Hill, which first reported on the surge, okay, on the surge. That's double the 100,000 original who signed up on the first day of, of enrollment a year ago. Okay. Now, web traffic to the healthcare.gov site that enrolls people in the Affordable Care Act also set a new record. All right. Roughly one million visitors browsed the site compared to 750,000 on November 1st, a year ago, the Hill said. Okay. Now, the rush to enroll came after a social media push designed to let people know that the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, listeners, is still, is still, I'll say that one more time, is still the law of the land, okay? Despite Trump's rollbacks of several key parts of the plan. Starting today, you can sign up for 2018 health coverage. This article says head on over to HTTP. Um, healthcare, healthcare.gov and find a plan that meets your needs. Former President Barack Obama tweeted November 1st. Democrats had worried that Trump administration's cutbacks to outreach and advertising would result in lower enrollment. Um, no, Reginald, it hasn't. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what they want to do, they mean, um, Trump and his boys. They, they, they want to try and, and kill the Affordable Care Act by cutting the funding. Mm-hmm. But they know they couldn't do away with it because 
you know, they, they tried everything about how, oh, it's horrible, it's not good for you, it's not good for the country, or, you know, my hair is on fire kind of thing. You know, yeah. it didn't work. So now what they're planning to do is just uh, try and, and kill it by, by defunding. Mm-hmm. But this shows that the amount of people who have enrolled mm-hmm. uh, were more than last year. So, uh, you know, because Trump a few weeks ago, he had a press conference or at a meeting, whatever he wants to talk about. Oh, we shouldn't even talk about Obamacare. Obamacare is dead. It, it, it's not. It, it's law. Hello. Well, there you it's go. It's still it's, it's, it's still it's the not. law of the land. And see, and this is why, Reginald. I'm going to talk until I can't talk anymore because I want to continue to help people, to enlighten people, to educate people, you know, and all the other positive um, um, attributes that definitely is, is, is you know, uh, 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 the, the embodiment of me, you know, so that people, um, you know, that people will know the truth. You know, yes, there is a lot of fake news out there. This is why you got to go and research and, you know, don't just, you know, oh, okay, well, this is what it says. So, okay, that's what it is. Then, you know, it's not, you know, if when someone is talking, you know, we have um, our resources that we can go and, and check out and see if something is real or not, you know, and, and, um, and also, um, Ladies and gentlemen, we still can go to the library. Okay. It's, it's still, it still is a good source. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? For, it's, it's, for researching. I love the smell there. of a library. The going in there and smelling the books. I'm just thinking all that knowledge. I just love it. I love it. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Yeah. It's still there. And, and, and speaking of fake news, well, uh, the fake news were the, the Russian backers who were putting Fake ads on Facebook for for mm-hmm. for for Trump. So mm-hmm. so that's fake news. But if if it doesn't agree with him, if it doesn't benefit him, then it's fake news. You know, mm-hmm. CNN is fake news. MSNBC mm-hmm. is fake news. Fox, yeah. oh, they're just great. Oh, they oh they they tell the truth. And speaking of fake news, we know that there's that Fox is fake news. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, do do your research. Yes. Just because something comes out of someone else's mouth, does that you know, know for yourself. Be educated. Let your research and your education be your arm so you you being the public will have the knowledge of what you should shouldn't and cannot do and, and cannot do exactly and also since you know uh also something that i want to you know tell my 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 listeners and things i did mention a little bit about the emol- emoluments um back uh while it was earlier this year or something i think i was talking about um i can't remember exactly the subject but we were talking about it with uh president johnson uh, something about the emolument clauses or, or something like that we were talking about. So I also want, since this is also coming up in the news a lot and things, listeners, I, I invite you to go and look it up, you know, especially for, you know, us baby boomers who know about it, may want to refresh your memory and or who don't know about it. And for the people coming behind us who are not sure about the emoluments clause and, 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 and things like that and rich. how it came about, because uh, unfortunately, 
you know, this isn't, um, you know, a ding at any of the great teachers and things, uh, uh, educators that are, are listening. Uh, but a lot of the school system does not teach a lot of the things that we were taught when we were coming up, coming up. So, you know, you need to go and, and look it up. Uh, it's E-M-O-L-U-M-E-N-T-S and go and look it up. And it's very, it's very, very interesting. Um, I think that a lot of you will, you know, will find it, you know, very educational and, you know, and, um, you know, things like that. So I'm saying, you know, about this health care plan, uh, Reginald and my listeners, I'm saying bravo to the citizens of this country. I, you know, because that just goes to show you right there, you know, <laughs> that, that Trump, you know, he could sign executive orders, you know, to dial back certain requirements on insurance companies and defund outreach efforts to let people know the dates of the, you know, the enrollment plan and all, all kind of underhanded things like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's always a smoke screen, you know. Uh, and so usually if, if if someone puts out and someone is, is trying so hard for you not to have or do something, that means it's probably good for you. So so do all of your, again, like you were saying, do, do your research, uh, know what it's about, and so, so that we're armed with uh, information, real information uh, mm-hmm. of what we should or shouldn't do. Don't don't rely on don't rely on anybody. Now, I, I like MSNBC, I like CNN. You know, I think they're, they're great news organizations, but I don't solely rely on them for my information. So, thank you. Which, unfortunately, uh, you know, and and this may be a blanket statement. Um, and actually, it's meant to be a blanket statement. As I'm saying this, most Fox News people—that's their source. If it mm-hmm. says, if it comes out of Fox and Friends, which I always thought that that news show Fox and Friends—that you know, this kind of sounds like you know, back in the day with uh, you know, when you were a baby boomer, you would watch you know, Bugs Bunny and Friends or Ray Rayner and Friends if you're, you know, from the Chicago area. Whatever I see them, I think of, like, cartoons. You know, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't sound like a news program. But uh, maybe that's, that's why I feel that way, because it's not really a news program. It's just, you know, a bunch of, um, again, my hair is on fire. This is bad for you. Um Democrat bad, Republican good, yay, you know. So, yeah, do your yeah. research and be armed. Exactly. Okay, I got like I got like five minutes, and I wanna I wanna get this in real quick. Net neutrality. Okay. This is also something that has been in the uh, news um, as of late. You don't hear a whole 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 a lot about it, but this is what they do. You know, uh, far too often, and we've discussed this, you know, uh, too, Reginald, that the, you know, that the media, you know, that like they okay, I know it's important to talk about Moore and Franken and all the other, you know, crazy folks out there that's done heinous stuff, but it's also very important to talk about a lot of the other things as well, you know, that, that matter, because everything that we talked about matters, okay? Now, net neutrality, you know, N-E-U-T-R-A-L-I-T-Y, neutrality. Well, it's been in the news this weekend. It needs to be, okay, because this is very important to the consumer in this country. As my understanding of this is as follows, as so many of us use the Internet for shopping, researching, and even adding, 
you know, even attending classes virtually as the big box internet, internet organizations, Reginald, they want to be able to dictate to the consumer what area, websites, and et cetera, they can look at, for example, the areas that are directly connected to them. If not directly connected to them and the consumer wants to download the content of a particular site not connected to their service, for instance, they, the ISP, which is the Internet Service Provider, can make it hard or harder for downloading to happen simply by drastically slowing down the rate of access to this site that is not a direct friend, let's say, to the organization that you are paying Internet service to. I know that was a mouthful, okay? Now, in my research, Reginald, on ObamaWhiteHouse.archives, you guys, or you can pull this up on YouTube titled President Obama's Statement on Keeping the Internet Open and Free. The president spoke about this in November 2014. Okay? This is what I'm talking about research. The Obama administration was fighting for the rights of the consumer and asking the FCC to not allow these large organizations such as AT&T, Comcast, and Cox Communications to make certain that they maintained their stance for knowing that the Internet was created around the basis, the basic principle of openness, fairness, and freedom, and that they are no gatekeepers or toll roads on the Internet superhighway, which are the, which were the words that are spoken by President Obama. Okay. He also spoke about making sure that the FCC keeps net neutrality open and fair and that cable companies should not have the capability to block the consumer access to a website. That is, that is a legal obligation, says President Obama. And then President Obama goes on to say, listeners, that they, the cable companies, cannot decide what online stores the consumer can shop at or what online services you can use, Reginald. You hear what I'm saying? So now in order to put this this protection in place, President Obama has asked the FCC back then in 2014 to reclassify Internet service under the law of Title II of the Telecommunications Act and to recognize that the Internet has become a part of consumers' method for everyday communications. The president says, Obama says, that over 4 million Americans have asked the FCC to not allow the cable companies to dictate to dick to them what sites they review that this is their decision, not the company's decision. And if the site is legal, okay, because there is a matter that the FCC can step in if, the, if it is Ill, illegal. I'm not at, at all talking about that. I'm talking about legality, legal uh, 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 things here. So if the site is legal, the FCC, the FCC should not be able to block the site you, the consumer, are looking at. Okay, Reginald, you got about 40, 40 seconds. Can you comment on that? Yeah, I can I can do it in, in less than that. Uh, hooray for President Obama for doing that because it, it, you know, the consumer should be, should have access to any site that they want. Exactly. That's my exactly. Exactly. And then I'm also I also want to say to you, Reginald and I'm listeners, that this is why I often say that it is important that we carefully listening, listen to what is going on and not so much of this, the continuum of this negative banner about more and all of this. You know, my hope is that he loses. 
Okay. And, and, uh, that he doesn't win in, in Alabama. There needs to be some changes there anyway. Anyhow, let's just say if this goes south, this meaning the, you know, the, the net neutrality, Reginald, with this administration and the cable and ISP providers want to do, to me, this is on the brink of communistic behavior. Telling the consumer what they can and cannot look at on the internet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, I mean, isn't the internet for broadening your horizons or of, of finding things, of shrinking the world, of being able to have access to you know whatever it is that that you want or or, or need? So, so it's like if um, if if I wanted to shop for rugs. And rugs. I live in Maricopa County, and 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 they were in another county. So okay, they can block because I want to shop for rugs in another county outside of Maricopa County. That's that's ridiculous. Or if it's or if it's somewhere they want you to shop. I mean, come on, really? Right. I mean, really? I mean, that's that's totally ridiculous. Well, listeners and Reginald, I am out of time. And I certainly, certainly thank you for um, tuning in to, to me today and my guest, the fabulous and the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell, who's going to be writing his, um, um, you know, memoirs here. And I'm going to be writing mine as well. Always talking about him writing something. I will be returning on the 14th of December. And uh, that's going to be God, in 11 more days, it'll be Christmas, okay? Um, the fir- Friday is the 1st of December, if, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so, I once again, thank you for listening to me, tuning in to me. I wish you all the best. Be kind to yourself because that's where it starts, and then it unfolds onto others. This is Teresa E. Keeves for Here's Teresa. Have a blessed day. <laughs>